welcome everyone to phone chill chat podcast 785 recording since saturday the 20th of january 2024 i'm steve litchfield in reading in the uk up in north wales i've got ted salmon hello everyone greetings once again indeed indeed and our special guest he was last on almost four years ago it seems like an eternity but it's mark finlay hi mark hello everyone hello ted hello steve Uh, and it does seem like a very long time ago because so much has happened in the world since then absolutely remind people roughly how old you are what you do for a living and where you live i'm 57 in a couple of weeks time um i work in a safety department in a large let's put it this way i won't say exactly where i work but in a, a large organization in cumbria which is where i live jolly good jolly good and uh, you apparently you're in the psc classifieds enjoying the fun there you're not in the main psc group is that just a decision to avoid spending time there or <laughs> might you be joining us shortly yeah i had some issues in 2020 actually not con- <laughs> not actually uh, connected to the pandemic but um I sort of uh, just uh, some minor health issues which weren't long lasting. So I decided to come away from everything. And now I don't really do any social media really other than, yeah, you know, you know sort of things. So I don't really do that. But I'm still in the classified to see yeah. if I can pick up a bargain. Yeah. Of which more later in this very podcast. Uh, Ted, where yes. can people find you? Any initial thoughts from yourself? They can find me in Ted, at, at com. That's where I hang out. That's where I my, my stuff is linked to. So just go there. Um, I, I spend most of my time in MeWe. I seem to be the person that there, is there the most. And uh, consequently, there's not much I miss from what's going on there. Jolly good, jolly good. Just a tease next week. And we've got deliberately no guests next week on PSC. We're having a two header. A Ted and Steve catch-up. We've got stuff for the show notes, Ted. We've had for two months plus, and we're just going to catch up on everything and make sure everything's up to date, and then we'll start afresh with new guests, new excitement thereafter. With Scott Scott Brady, in fact, fact, by the looks of it. Yeah, Judge Scott Brady. Jolly good. And there was a Samsung event in the week. Everyone will have seen this. Um, Galaxy S24, S24 Plus, S24 Ultra launch, design language, flat screens, a flat titanium sides on the Ultra, um, the Ultra's 10 times periscope, this is the interesting thing for me, is now a 50 megapixel, five times unit, um, giving far less of a zoom gap, which is great, while still letting you shoot lossless 10 times photos. I think that's a, a great decision by Samsung, so well done. And they can still keep the three times telephoto for portraits, photos, that sort of thing, and a handle literal three times to 4.9 times photos. Ted, you're an S3, S23 Ultra um, user. How do you feel about the periscope being throttled down slightly? Uh, to be honest, I don't really understand. Is this kind of the same sort of thing as Sony did with their Xperia's? Um, before you answer that, I, I will say that it feels better to me personally to have a 10 times optical zoom, um, however they want to kind of paint it up as being as good and zoom gaps and all the rest of it. But yeah, please answer the question. Yeah, the 50 megapixel five times unit, if you think about cropping into the centre 25% of the sensor, that effectively gives you 10 times loss zoom yeah. so I, mean, I know there's a bit of bayer filtering and subtleties there but with the right algorithms you have still effectively got quote lossless 10 times just you're doing it on the center part of a five times um zoom lens but that means that you can now shoot at six times or seven times that rabbit in the garden or wherever and you're not having to do massive digital zoom on a lesser lens you're actually much closer to the the optical nature of the lens to get that six times seven times eight times shot i think this is a great decision but but with ten times optical, it's it's all about glass, isn't it? And not about um, cropping in and, and and zooming and yeah. But the um, ten, your your ten times lens on your S twenty three Ultra that's uh, twelve megapixels, isn't it, or similar, or ten either ten uh, or twelve? It's yeah, quite low. So. Yeah. yeah. So this is effectively giving effectively giving you the same glass optical path oh, okay. at the same resolution as your ten times, just that okay. you've got more megapixels around it to do lesser zoom. More accurately. I, I'm never going to understand digital <laughs> photography. I really, I really am not. And what about what I asked about Sony? So is this what Sony decided to do by chopping out the um, Xperia 5 Mark V's third camera? Uh, that was, I think, just to, to bring the cost of the device down. Because um, oh, that, okay. that variable um, telephoto system they had on the, uh, the, the, the 5 and the 1 series, that, that must have been quite pricey to, to, to develop for and to produce. And this by literally taking that out and saying, OK, we'll do everything digitally. People don't, using our 5 series, don't zoom more than two or three times anyway. We'll be fine. OK. All right. But and apart from that, there was lots of stuff 
that was kind of a bit I, I watched the presentation live which was about an hour and a quarter and um it, personally there wasn't much said about the um photography side of things until way into the yeah, presentation i think it was like 35 minutes in which was really interesting um and of course it was very very ai centric um everything they spoke about really was to do with ai and and, and there's lots of shares stuff going on with google they're, they're obviously they've obviously got into bed samsung and google have got into bed and they they're sharing all the and 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 bringing forward all the ai stuff together and making some of those you know for example the nearby share they're in bed with the quick share with with google um and there's there's all this stuff about the google lens um um enabled features going on and uh, yeah there's just tons of stuff that clearly it, it almost feels as though Google have said to Samsung, we want you to be our leading ambassador yeah. on earth. And you, we, you know, you're going to, you're going to be carrying our banner. And so we're going to work with you to make sure that if, if people are going to buy your phones, um, which they are, um, we're going to be, you know, in there with you. It does sound a bit like, um, and maybe Mark can co- um, comment on this as well, it does sound like Google are planning just in the relatively near future to say, OK, the Pixel line is done, but all of our stuff and all of our expertise is now being poured into Samsung's Galaxy flagship, so buy those instead. Well, I certainly hope that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> being, a, being a Pixel user myself, after getting into it a couple of times, I think the issue with um, Google and Samsung getting into bed as much, well, Samsung were the manufacturer that Google went to for to get the um, Tensor chips made. They've been putting lots of um, effort into Google Wear, so into yeah, into Android Wear. Um, and Samsung had first dibs on that all the time. So I think it's very much that Google recognised that, and you can't argue with this that Samsung are definitely the biggest player in the Android market. So why not um, get them on board to do certain things? What I hope doesn't happen, though, is that they cut out from some of these features that they cut out other manufacturers because we've already got the Pixel where um, they have, you have um, features that only Pixels get. And you can kind of see that that's Google's own phone, but I wouldn't like to see that Samsung was the only one to get the features and say miss out OnePlus or Sony or someone else. Yeah, yeah. Of course, things like the, the Google Lens and this this circle of search interface into it, I mean, you, you can kind of do that already, and I'm sure that, that that kind of gesture to search for something, I'm sure that will come to more devices over the next 12 months or so. And, and a lot of these AI things, like the magic editors uh, in, and the voice transcription, these will all filter out through many different Android phones over the next few years. Maybe not some of the less lesser manufacturers who haven't done enough licensing deals with Google. But, um, Ted, I think a lot of this stuff will just be ubiquitous in the Android world going forwards. I think it probably will, but but we hope that a lot of it won't be relying on newer chipsets um, and yeah. processing stuff. I mean, already there's a de- there seems to be a dividing line between what's on device and what's online um, in the cloud. Um, and and one Google's going one way, and Samsung seems to be going the other. Um, what is quite nice though is that they have already announced um, firmly that the S23 line have not been left behind, and the S23 line um, will get some of that stuff back ported not all of it they've made that clear as well but certainly um you know s23 owners particularly the ultra um should not feel as though they're being completely you know yeah. dumped on yeah the, this real-time language translation stuff looks cool and various companies have tried it over the years but um although on the, the demo of course on stage worked pretty much flawlessly I think I was I think it was the Waveform podcast. The guys there were saying they tried it in a real world scenario, and it was just the results were just unusable. So clearly, there's there's a long way to go before you can uh, replace the the need to actually learn a language and speak properly with someone for a different country. And uh, trying to do it all via AI is only really going to work for the examples they give, like you know, booking a slot at the hairdressers, booking a restaurant table, that sort of thing. Yes, that's right, and 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 we'll have to see how that evolves as we go forward, but. Um, but already there's kind of big questions about um, which devices are going to do what. And um, I, I hope that what you said is true just now, which is going forward, that everyone will get on board. It's just a question of there are billions of Android devices out there already. And what's going to happen to them? You know, and, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, Sony have got a kind of two-year timeline on their devices, which in one sense is great, but on the <laughs> other hand, it's just terrible. Um, but they might actually leap on this quicker than other people, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I was interested in the um, the seven years of updates they promised. Uh, yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah well, only that they're clearly matching Google. We had a discussion in the MeWe group this week about this and, uh, you know, questions about uh, already this year that they're, they're talking about cutting out some features between um, S23 and S24, Google's uh, Pixel 7 and Pixel 8. Well, you know, if, if that carries on and, and feature by feature, your stuff's not going to be available because of new chipsets or whatever it is that powers it, then seven years of updates it sounds great on paper, but actually in practice, people are, all right, the phone might work seven years down the line, but there'll be so many things missing um, if the development goes on as it is at the moment that it won't be worth using and they will want to use them. Uh, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying there, Ted, that um, if we continue with seven platform updates, seven years of platform updates, there definitely will be things missing from this because, I mean, look, look where we were seven years ago, um yeah. and what we can do now but i mean i'm hoping well I'm, I'm thinking that the seven years of updates are going to be security updates keeping these phones live and relevant if you course the battery continues to work um and this is kind of what apple do apple do not give all their latest features to the older phones either because the chips don't have them in or they don't have the right lenses or the, the you know various features are missing so perhaps that's the way android is going yeah. to move and Apple can afford to do that because they know they've got a, such a huge user base that is incredibly loyal to them. Samsung um, are coming close to being similar in the Android world, but by no means have they got a, a monopoly and, a, and a, a, a cornered market like Apple have. So they're, they're going to have to work hard at keeping people on board with that. Um, and some, even Samsung users are not used to facing the fact that in seven years' time they might still have the same phone, whereas your uh, Apple users, um, already are kind of thinking that's not unreasonable. Um, so I, th- I think there's a shift going on. Yeah, I agree, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. A com- I think it's a common sense shift. And as long as these devices are still getting security updates and vulnerabilities fixed six years down the line, seven years down the line, then I think that's perfectly fine for the man in the street, um, Ted, even though you and I have, and probably everyone listening to this has moved on and the devices are with teenage friends or relatives. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, talking of um, <laughs> the, 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 the watching this. Um, did you watch the? Did you both watch the the thing yourselves? I watched the, most the, of it. Yeah, 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 the keynote. Yeah, yeah I watched most of it. Uh, but what was amazing was that at six pm, um, somebody mentioned in the group that already um, YouTube have been flooded with reviews, and I just couldn't believe it. I I then went to my RSS reader, and there was a, a hundred within five minutes or so, there was a hundred and eighty RSS feeds <laughs> with the term S twenty four in it, and I just couldn't yeah. believe it. You know, within half an hour, the the whole of the internet was flooded with these people that have got these had had these devices for two weeks ahead. Yeah, I think the thing there is Ted that um, everybody wants to get in on the latest hotness because I know in a week's time, are people going to be clicking on those YouTube links? It's always that first yeah. that first flood of reviews that come out. People want to earn the money from the uh, the clicks that they get. So obviously, that's that's the um, time to get in. But I'm I sort of have they really reviewed these phones properly so quickly? I mean, how did they get them out? I'm sure the phones will be getting updated as well. They're not even released. So how worthwhile are they? I mean, it's much better really to wait a bit of time and look at, you know, look at the um, longer-term reviews. But at that point, you don't get the good deals. You don't get the free Samsung watches. So... Yeah. And they don't get the clicks on their websites. They don't get the, the clicks as well, the, yeah. Their channels. <laughs> yeah, what what happened is there was a separate Samsung event behind the scenes um, in Las Vegas during CES, and the the appropriate YouTubers and journalists, mainly American, there's a couple few Brits in there. They all got um, the various uh, presentations, internal presentations, and handed review samples and said, "You can't talk about this, of course, until this particular um, launch time and date, which is was at six p.m. UK time, uh, whenever it was, two or three days ago." Um, but I do wonder if, if if some of these non-mega channels, you know, Joe Bloggs, tech YouTuber, doing very well, but he's not MKBHD. If they did their review a few days later, even or maybe a few weeks later, with a tweaked title that was halfway believable, like 
opinions after a month with the S24 Ultra or similar, surely they get fresh air on the feeds because they'll be the only person releasing reviews at that time and they get fresh air on the home pages and ultimately they get far more traffic than if they try to compete with the really, really huge boys at 6pm on the NDA release. And I think some do, yeah. Uh, and you, you, you can look at that. I saw one today that said um, S24 Ultra 24 hours later, um, you know, yeah. making a making a feature of the fact that it wasn't um, <laughs> immediate. <laughs> yeah, go and spend £1,400 based on uh, on 24 hours later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, we, do the new phones, do they make a song about dance bet decks? I didn't hear decks mentioned once in the presentation, Ted. <laughs> No, oh. no, it's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> is Dex going to be disappearing anytime soon? I don't know. It looks like it seems to me as though uh, it's Motorola that's um, flying the banner for desktop yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, compatibility. Well, I'm sure we'll come to that in my device week, but no, Dex wasn't mentioned. It hasn't been mentioned for for years now. No, it's forgotten. Shame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gorilla Glass armor on the new devices, and I'm. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's just on the Ultra as well. But uh, it, presumably this is similar to Apple's Ceramic yeah. Shield, which is also but made by Corning as the next level up from standard Gorilla Glass. But, uh, yeah, it'd be inter- interesting to see the first scratch test and drop test when they come out for the S24 Ultra. Not with my unit or your unit, but somebody out there is going to drop them and try to scratch and damage this stuff. Yeah, that that was the point, really. Is it, they made a big song on the dance of the, the Corning bloke came on and, and demonstrated or tried to that they were talking about um, people being fed up with their, their glass scratching, particularly not shattering, but scratching. And they made a big point about the fact that armor will not scratch. Um, and so we shall see, won't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the usual thoughts of me really on, on taking any device from any manufacturer up to the next year's model, whether it's iPhones or Pixels or Galaxies or Zenphones or Motorstead, I can, I contend there's absolutely no need anymore to upgrade the current model from last year's whichever manufacturer whichever yeah. sphere you're in and for most people it's not even much point in upgrading from a two-year-old phone three years is now the sweet spot i reckon which is about half at least a year more than the standard two-year contract they're just hoping that people don't get shafted by forgetting their monthly bill typically pays off their contract phone after two years and they end up paying way over the odds for that that third year before until they decide to upgrade yeah, and, and Samsung have been quite cute here as well in terms of um, not changing things radically, how things look, design language and all the rest of it, because people like me that has got a S23 Ultra are sitting there thinking, well, it's just the same, isn't it? I'm, I'm all right with this. If I was someone that cared about what my phone looked like in public, for example, then I wouldn't be having any problems with that because it looks like it's an S24 anyway. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, uh, and and you know, spending as as you say, Mark, fourteen hundred quid. Uh-huh. You know, I could have, I didn't. I bought mine second hand, but I could have spent thirteen hundred pounds on my S twenty three Ultra last year. Um, and you would suddenly think, good grief, another fourteen hundred. But then this is what people like you, Steve, buying the latest Apple flagships are in for in terms of money, aren't you? Well, some Apple quotes, Apple sheep, Apple fans, Apple enthusiasts do do that. As you know, Ted, I'm a huge fan of secondhand phones <laughs> and our wonderful <laughs> yeah, PSC yeah, classifieds. Yeah. yeah, so I do upgrade about every two years, which is more often than, um, than the average bloke, but less often than our our, our Uber enthusiasts. But I refu- even I completely refuse to pay over a thousand pounds, as I think I said a couple of shows ago. And Mark, I would contend, say you're a Pixel fan, which you are. Let's say if someone had a Pixel 6 or Pixel 6 Pro. I contend there's a very good case to saying you do not need to upgrade to a 7 or 7 Pro or 8 or 8 Pro. Wait for the 9 and 9 Pro and make it a three-year gap. And that applies whether it's Samsung or Pixel or whoever. Well, I would say don't tell my wife because I'm someone who's just upgraded from the 6 Pro to the 8 Pro. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I upgraded simply because, listen, I'm on, I'm on a show talking about phones. So obviously, I like phones. I like new phones. Did I need to upgrade? No, of course not. But I got a a good deal, and I got a watch that I gave to my wife for a Christmas present. So that's one. Of, that was that's how I justified it to myself. There is my why I upgraded. But there's really there was no reason to do that. The uh, six pro is still a great phone. Yeah, yeah. I did notice Ted in the week you're changing subject to Sony, another company starting with us. That their Music Pro recording app. This is perhaps not new. You can. Dig, d- delve deeper is now available for most other android devices it's just in the play store and anyone can download it so i gave it a run up on the surface duo 2 it was rather bizarre running a sony 
what I thought was originally a Sony exclusive music app on a Microsoft Android device, but it's got the exact same inability what, a, a year of updates later to use the phone stereo microphones. You just can't do it. You just All you can do is record in mono. And you get the absolutely insane limit, which drove you bonkers, which is you can only record for 10 minutes at a time. Anyway, ap- apparently this is not yeah. totally new for Android lovers. Well, we spoke about this in um, in one of our shows last March um, when I was I discovered it first off. But, but the, the only thing is that at that time it seemed to do um, everything that you could get from an Xperia device, except you couldn't sign up for that four pound ninety nine a month enhanced service for those that might want to. Um, but it may have changed by now did you check that yeah yeah i've checked it and i and i went through right up to the very last stage before paying and all the account stuff works now you can even sign okay. in using the google account that's already on your android phone you don't even need to create a separate sony okay. account and presumably right. that's getting them some subscriptions to, for the uh, the extra cloud processing functions um anyway i thought this might be a worth a reminder so yeah we'll put a link in the show notes to sony's music pro and you can try it um on your various android phones and you wanted to give a quick plug to our good friend mobile man dan yeah, well, we're talking about Sony. Um, Dan Carter put up his um, Xperia 5 Mark V review, which he said he was going to when he was on the show just recently. Um, we can't still, we can't seem to get one still. But, but he, he just to, to say what he con- was concluding was um, the that he he would recommend the device. Um, take out the competition, he says, and what they have to offer, and look at this phone for what it has to offer, and you're going to get a great smartphone that will last a long time. But it but it is going to appeal to a very niche market, and we know that about the Xperia's, and it tends yeah. to be all about photography and maybe sound to some degree as well yeah yeah the latest on that is that they they are going to send me xperia 5 mark 5 next week ted but they want to do a telephone briefing first with an expert yeah. uh, with an expert who can talk to me about all the <laughs> unique features of the sony xperia 5 mark 5 and i think to myself but i'm sure i by lay odds that i i know 10 times more about the technology and what the sony phones can do than the guy briefing me is there any yeah. point in this but of course you have to play ball and play the game and then they send the phone yeah yeah absolutely so um last time they didn't turn up did they they never did it did they no it was supposed to be a video thing with their imaging engineer i think somebody got oh. cold feet and they thought this steve's gonna rip this guy apart because <laughs> we can't answer his questions because we haven't fixed the bugs <laughs> therefore it never happened but maybe this one okay. will because the xperia 5 mark 5 it's aimed at a slightly different market and i think i think you're going to like it because it's still compact and it's modern and you hardly ever use telephotos anyway ted if you're honest no no absolutely the the whole camera thing's lost on me but i do like the sound anyway i'll put a link in the show notes to dan's review um well worth a read okay now mark last time you're on february 2020 you had a galaxy note 9 and a huawei mate 10 pro and i'm sure you've had a bit of a journey since then so do you want to take us through your decisions and where you are now yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, back in February, um, it, obviously February 2020 was a funny time, wasn't it? Because it was just before lockdowns, pandemics, yeah. everything like that. The world changed. I was working from home. I was sitting at my um, desk that I installed, so I could have a home office at the time. Um, and I really did love the Galaxy Note 9. It was a fantastic device. You could, it was 512 gigabytes had decks had a desktop mode i could um run linux on decks as well which was which is what i really did enjoy because you know you got the full desktop experience desktop browser um that was a great phone and then the i can't was it the android 10 update that must have been the android 10 update i think came in and took away linux on decks from the note 9 it was still a great device i still enjoyed it um also had a huawei mate 10 pro as well um and then later on in there, I switched that to the Huawei P30 Pro, which was another great device, one of the last yeah. Huawei's that you could P-Lost, actually use. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with that one. And that was the the second edition, whatever they called it, the new edition. So uh, they released it a year after it was originally released just to cash in on the uh, uh, Western market, as it were. Um, and I do regret moving on the Note 9, but we get itchy feet, don't we, and move it on. Um, and I ended up moving towards the Galaxy S. 20 fe i had a couple of those give one to my wife now of course three years later she's still using it because yeah, she yeah. doesn't change your phones like I do. yeah They're great, phone. great phone. yeah yeah it is yeah yeah that that was a great phone um and i ended up with the one plus 70 pixel 6 pro um and i'm currently now on the pixel 8 pro and microsoft service duo um the original version i moved away from the desk uh, using desktop modes 
One, because Linux on Dex went away, and the other was because, because I was based at home so much, I'd, and I got a new laptop, work gave me a new laptop. It wasn't really something that I was doing. But, of yeah. course, I still ended up with all three uh, next docs. So I had the next doc 2, next doc, <laughs> yeah, Touch, which was a great, but my favorite was the next doc 360, actually. Yeah, yeah. Term. Tablet, that was a, a great device as well. But it's just itchy feet buying things. So now my current devices are Pixel 8 Pro, which I bought in when, when it came out, basically, so I could get the free watch. But the my favorite device, absolutely, is Microsoft Surface Duo. Yay, yeah. I've been using that for two years now, and I've wanted to get into folding phones. I've, tr- I've looked at folding the folding tablet, the full screen ones, and I think it's my workflow is definitely very into using two apps side by side on the um on the surface view and that's what i tend to do you know i have my email open on one side a browser open on the other and i can flick between them use it like that it's an absolutely fantastic um ebook reader um you know it, it does everything i need it to it's just so sad that the original version that i've got um isn't updated anymore so yeah. how long I'll stick with that? Do I go for a custom ROM? I don't know. But, yeah, so that I feel, I don't know. So I feel a bit sad that I'm not using the desktop board. Now I'm thinking to myself, maybe I could get myself another, uh, yeah, particularly the Motorola Ready 4. That, that's the thing that attracts me because I've got all the setup now to, you know, monitors and everything to, to use them again. So um, don't know. Yeah. Don't know about that. There are some um, uh, ROMs that you can flash onto an original Surface Duo. I think the uh, the Pixel Fold ROM was one of the ones that they 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 based they, they built it around flashing onto the older device because of course the Surface Duo Two, which I've got here, is still in support from Microsoft, and you'd be crazy yeah. given that it's still getting security updates to fiddle too much. But they say you've got not very much to lose by fiddling around at your end. So if the guy, if the Vietnamese guy who's developing that Pixel Fold ROM. For the Surface Duo is still updating it. That might be just something to think yeah. about in the coming months. I was looking at that. So he, he's, he was developing Android 13 on it, and I was saying he's putting Android, four, yeah. Android 14 on it. So that is something to, to do, just to give it another lease of life. Um, where did I see it? I think um, Shane Craig, is yeah, it? Yeah, he's, yeah, the, yeah. He, he's the guy I discovered him when I got into duos. He was um, discussing... Uh, that and I think when he first talked about it, that was early days, that was last year so hopefully that has been developed and of course you can put a full build of uh, Windows on there as well if you've got the mind to do that <laughs> it's, t- it's a 256 gigabyte device so you could partition it and of course when I used to um, I look back at how many phones I've had over the years, every single phone I had from 2010 when I got my first Android device up until the LG G, would it be G3? That was the last one that I flashed a custom ROM on. Right. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. You, you know, so it's something I've done. So, yeah, it might be something I might do, yeah. yeah. You'd have to refresh your knowledge of ADB and all the developer tools. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're <laughs> up to it. Makes you, yeah, that, 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 that would be fine, yeah. So it is a shame, though, that um, I, I really do miss Linux on Dex. That was the, the thing that just felt great for me, but you know whatever yeah. yeah have you ever tried iphones in the last sort of half a decade yes yes i've had a very very brief <laughs> detail very brief <laughs> <laughs> um i had i think it was the iphone 11 just the standard 11 i had it uh i didn't like it basically it wasn't for me can understand i've just helped set my um what would he be my step uh, it's not my step nephew. My great nephew set, set him up with an iPhone, help him set that up because he's moved from Android to iPhone because he's 15 years old. All his friends have iPhones. Yeah. He wanted an yeah, iPhone, yeah, yeah. which is great. It just, I think it's just, I, I, I did enjoy um, Windows 10 Mobile when I had that and other operating systems. It's just now I'm so entrenched in Android. Uh, I can see, I mean, it, it, lovely hardware, the, the, the iPhone. It just... Uh, it just didn't do anything for me, and um, I can understand why you got into it, Steve. You got really got into the cameras yeah. on iPhone and moved that direction. I'm not a camera user. I do take pictures, and I love listening to for all the camera talk, and I like looking at them. I, but you know, for me, I just pick up a camera, take a snap, 
and that's it. Um, so not for me, really. I'm not. I mean, this isn't a criticism of iPhone either. It's just, it's just really what you need to use. Really, I couldn't see how it would fit in with my um, workflow. Yeah. Are you a member of the PSE Photos uh, MeWe group? No. No. Well, there we are. That would get even. That would be interesting. Yeah. Without getting too bogged down in all the social stuff, I contend. Yeah, yeah, maybe I should join. Yeah, just have a look at the uh, <laughs> look at us because I honestly I do like I do enjoy looking at photos and I think to myself, how did you how did you frame that photo? How did you manage to be in the right place yeah, yeah, at the right yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's um, and I know do p- people who who do enjoy taking photos, so that is something. Yeah, I'm doing my best, Ted, to to, to recruit members to the various groups. Honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well done. It's nice to <laughs> it's nice to enthuse other people, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we often ask our guests to pick apps and services that they think our listeners might not have heard of or used before. And you've got a really interesting one here that also ties in with Duo, which gets my vote. Yeah, well, so obviously I like to do a bit of mobile gaming. I'm a chess player. I've actually looked at your chess channel, Steve, actually. Before. I haven't updated that for about that. five years. You haven't years, updated yeah. that for a long time. Yeah. But yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, I do. I used to play a lot of chess. Um various things but that's in the past i still play a lot of online chess um so that's kind of the games i will play just very casual games on mobile phones um not that what the games are going to talk about now aren't casual i'm talking about the nintendo ds there's a app called drastic you can install it i think it's three four pounds i think it costs install it on your surface duo takes a bit of fiddling around but not too much to set up the screens because the duo is the ideal device yeah DS emulator. Yeah, you rotate it by 90 screen. degrees. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can have, and it works fantastic, you, you know, because obviously the DS uh, is an older device now, so all the games work perfect. Basically, you all you, need to, all you need to do is get the actual game ROMs, install them, make sure they work, and yeah, you can have hours of fun on that. It works. I, I did have a Surface Duo that... Um, a relative had needs to borrow that and play it. I never actually owned one myself, so it's great to have that option now. And um, if you've got a Duo, it does work on other phones, but obviously the screen ratio isn't good. If you've got a folding phone, perhaps, yeah, you could do it on that. But the, the Duo is the ideal device. Okay. Uh, any hot takes on hot issues? Qi charging, perhaps? So this is something that, um, listening to Juan um, one Bagnell the other day, he was... so. I'm a big Qi fan and I've used Qi charging for, I was trying to guess, it's 2012, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was the Lumia yeah. uh, 920 in Lum- 2012. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was on the Lumias when the first came out. I definitely had it on the Lumias and I've got um, you know, chargers all over the place. I bought a Qi charge for my uh, great nephew when, when he got his iPhone. I think what did he got an iPhone 13, I think, that he got for christmas so he's got that as well my wife likes using it as well i've got them around the house but then um really so one was basically saying that um with modern phones and i'm cutting out the iphone here samsung's and pixels because they're not modern as far as charging is concerned the modern chinese based oppo oneplus phones get 120 watt charging so you can basically get a full day's charge 10 minutes i'm that used to just plopping my phone on a 5-watt or 10-watt wireless charger, and it charges up uh, overnight. So I don't know whether I fancy getting into something that's got a bit of a faster charging speeds. Why why, why don't Samsung, uh, Apple, and Google give us proper fast charging? So looking at the, I mean, I think they do 30, 35, or 40 watts, something like that. But the Chinese devices are up to 120. Now, that was always something that scared me in the past, the actual power that's going in there. But the phones these days don't get hot. Ted, you had a, one of the really fast um, charging phones on test. Which, was that the Zen phone? No, no, that was the, the one that the, my SIM card is in right now, in fact. Oh. Which is the Motorola Edge Thirty um, uh, okay. Ultra, and that uh, that comes in the box with a one hundred and twenty-five watt charger. Right. And you're right, Mark. It's amazing watching it. And I mean, I, I've got a pattern in my life where I've got Qi chargers and I just plonk it on there. I hardly yeah. ever use it, but there is a, there the odd occasion when I need to charge my Motorola up. And I put a. I don't even use the one two five. I've got a one hundred watt charger. But just yeah. watch it fly. It's just amazing. And and that's not even the fastest one there is. You know, the, there are other ones out.
out there that do 160 and the, yeah. the, the, the record is 240 apparently yeah there was um, a 240 yeah 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 and, and it's just this this motor area is just like you can't be serious you're not charging that quickly really <laughs> And one was one of the Bagnell was saying that one of the things for it, and it, I have noticed this: you put you plop your phone on the chi charge, it does get warm. And I'm hoping, um, whether I actually achieve this or not, is to try and keep uh, this pixelate around. Uh, if even if I don't want to use it myself, pass it on to my wife or someone else in the family, um, because it's going to get seven years of updates to try and keep it for a longer period. And if the phone's getting hot, that's bound to degrade the battery. Um, Whereas yeah. these Chinese phones, they they build the basically all the heat goes in the charge, so the phone itself doesn't get hot. So that should be better for um, you know, battery longevity and device longevity as well. I don't understand the physics of this, Teddy. When you're your Motorola that you do the super fast charging, yeah. does the does the phone not get just as warm as it would on a cheapad? Surely, no. they, all it, it stays cool. Yeah. It, but it but it also stays cool on my you know ten watt overnight chi okay. charger. Um, right. So I, I've tested this and I hold the phone while it's doing it on the on the one hundred watt charger, not the one two five, um, and I can't feel it going warm at all, and I can't feel it going warm on a chi charger either. But I'm not using the fifty watt charger that it's capable of. Um, yeah. Now if, if I use that, it probably would get hot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to back down on on liking chi charging, but I do accept the mark that with your with your caveat that you can now get such fast safe wired charging, then the chi perhaps is just a nice to have rather than something on someone's you know must have list. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's it's I must admit it's on my must have list. One of the phones I had earlier on was the uh, OnePlus Seventeen that didn't have chi charging and that was so frustrating for me i think why have i got to plug this phone in why can't i just put it on the uh on the pad and just get it to charge up but you know it's maybe just an excuse for me to say oh can i buy another phone to try out fast charging but we'll see yeah yeah ted what do you want to chat about this week i noticed you've got thoughts on samsung even playing with the Fairphone again you've got the motorola where are we going yeah i don't know i'm not sure really we can <laughs> save much of this till next week when we've got a kind of open platter to to catch up yeah. with things um particularly the Fairphone stuff which has been an interesting experiment this week which i did um i put the um, pixel 7 back on the qpr2 again because i just didn't like not being up to date with what i could be seeing developed and and what have you so that's back on the that that, that mode um but yeah just to mention probably the edge 30 ultra still here and it still gets a lot of my time and i really really like it um i'll put links into the show notes to my reviews again um and as you was you were saying earlier, um, Mark, Ready Four is actually, I, in many ways, I think it's more developed than um, than Dex is anyway, regardless of the amount it's being supported. Um, Motorola, Lenovo, Rola seem to be with the ThinkPhone and the, the the hookup with with Microsoft. They seem to be more behind the whole project, and you get that feeling from them. Now, the phone may not be as up to date as um, as um, Samsung phones. In fact, they're not in any way, shape, or form. But you do get the feeling that they're behind it and they want it to work and 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 get it moving forward. Um, so I think in many ways, Ready Four is better. In some ways, it's not but in many ways it is um and uh, you know I, I i think it's a it's a a really good fun thing to play with i know that it's not critical as you just dis- as you discovered yourself mark it's not necessary with our home kind of lifestyles these days many of us um but it's just good fun i find yeah the motorola the motorola ready for i've heard lots i've looked read the reviews and read reports about it and it definitely does seem like the um, desktop mode to beat um so i hope they do continue with that i hope samsung continue with dex as well It'd be nice to see some development there yeah definitely um and there's also um i'd forgotten about the fact that it's got a the, the, it's got an android app which means you can put <laughs> you can put ready for android app on a android tablet for example if you want to and and echo the screen onto a yeah. a tablet. 
or you can just use it on a Windows PC with the assistant software. That works really, really well. Well, I just like to play with these things and be able to use my mouse and keyboard, um, Bluetoothed in, um, or what, however you're arranging yourself. It's just really, really good fun. And I know sitting in front of a Windows PC, it's not critical or needed. Um, for some people, road warriors, it might be, I suppose. Um, but, um, yeah, it's good fun. And then plugging it into the next dot touch, <laughs> or, which I've, which I've got here. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great phone. The Edge 30 Ultra, um, is, it's still on Android 13 and who knows when 14 will arrive. It will arrive and 15 as well. Um, but as you can see from this, I really like the phone. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I've, I've, I've done quite a lot of work over the time I've had it in terms of reviewing it and comparing it. And hopefully Motorola PR will leave it with us now because I'm, I'm kind of in love with it. Talking of the next stock, did you see, Mark, that they, they, they've actually launched the next stock XL, which we were on the list of people to get to review. Did you notice that? I hadn't noticed they'd done another one. Is another that a toy for of... you? <laughs> oh, don't, 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 don't tempt me. Yeah, um, yeah. Is it a? Is I take it's a bigger screen then? Is it? Yeah, because the previous ones were. I'm guessing now. Is it something like 12 inches? They're they're fairly 12 small. 12 or 13. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm presuming this is a 15 or 16 inch version. We'll try and find out a link for the show notes, Ted, if you can serve something up on the next yeah, yeah, website. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wasn't prepared for that. I, I do know the details <laughs> of it. What I do know is that they haven't made any yet and they're yeah, not yeah, making yeah. any until and um, March, the, fun, yeah. the, the, the funding comes through. They, yeah, they, yeah. They're not making any, they're not going to make any until enough people sign up for it and pay them the money. Until Mark uh, Finley signs up and pays his money probably, yeah, because I've done <laughs> that with yeah. all the rest of them, yeah. But yeah, March is the the target date for them. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I mentioned in a previous podcast, I was getting very confused with the, the names. I thought they were changing Ready for's name to Moto Connect, but I I think that was that was an old isn't that an old name they've used a long time ago. I mean, I they could go back to that and for Ready for and it would make more sense. But I'm clearly very confused here. Actually, since Ready for has been stylized into ready and then the number four i think it's okay <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. First, previously i thought it was a bit rubbish but um actually no the, the moto connect is an app it, it, it's not what you said it was it's it's a an app that is installed on motorola phones and it gives people a direct route to cast anything from the phone to any displays around them wirelessly so it's not moto ready for that's a separate app um, and that's only installed on the phones where Ready4 is available. But they all have Moto Connect. It's like their own version of Chromecast almost. Anyway, I'll put a compatibility chart in the show notes for people to click on if they want to. And you can see which devices do what and uh, which ones are, are happening. So, yes, um, I think you got a bit confused with the the term Moto Connect. Okay. Um, because, Mark, you're more Android than iOS, I've got my whole saga of sorting out my sync and battery problems on the iPhone, but I'm not going to bore you with that, don't worry. We'll <laughs> save that for the catch-up show next week. What I would like to talk about is Sony, because um, Sony, I put some example photographs captured on my Sony Xperia 1 Mark V in the show notes for you two guys to see. And I noticed this, first of all, uh, in an Sony Xperia 5 Mark V advert. Hone your close-up with the Xperia 5 5. With the main camera alone, shoot in two different focal lengths with the new improved bokeh mode. Now, this is a software thing, of course, since the 5 Mark V doesn't have a telephoto, as we mentioned earlier. Um, on the Xperia 1 Mark V, the software bokeh mode works on the main and telephoto cameras, the latter with both focal lengths. But really oddly, I was trying to get this to work. There are no zoom controls when you go into the bokeh mode. You, you lose the on-screen zoom presets. But if you try and then zoom using multi-touch, you get a message that you cannot zoom in bokeh mode, but it does then bring back the presets back. So you can zoom. Um, it's, it's really, really bizarre. It just goes to show that Sony's software engineers, as I've said in many previous PSCs, they're just not putting the hours in. There's so much work they've got to do to put in missing shutter buttons and fix the algorithms and fix the interface so you get, don't get oddities like this. Really, really bizarre. Anyway, you can you can just start off by zooming using the the presets and then hit the bokeh control, and that does work. It's just it's just bizarre. But I do keep coming back to just image quality. Never mind all the interface and fiddling around with the different pro modes and the the the, the, uh, the digital alpha interface and so forth. The actual just the raw image quality. 
So I've included a sunny scene for you both to see in the show notes. Don't take in Lakeside. Perfect conditions. Shooting in the auto pro mode. Now, if you crop into central detail here, and I've included one-to-one crops for you both, of the RAW and the JPEG versions. You, of course, have to turn on RAW capture, but you can then dig in and drag off the RAW um, image and then, then analyze it, as I've done here. Um, so it's this RAW on the left, JPEG on the right, um, for the Xperia 1 Mark V. And my complaint is that the RAW file detail, the RAW image, is just too mushy, mushier than you'd expect from, say, an iPhone Pro RAW image. It's all a bit Lumia 1020-esque also in terms of having a yellow cast. But the JPEG is better in terms of colour handling and actual detail, but it's way over sharpened. Think pixel processing, and then we're beyond. So I, I don't understand why we can't have something in between. Do you see the differences, Mark? You know, I often hear you talk about these things, uh, Steve, but I can definitely see this is definitely the uh, yellowy, greeny sort of tinge to the um, yeah. the raw one, and the other one looks uh, it looks odd. Yeah, so over-sharpened. It doesn't look... Yeah, that does not look good. Yeah, at first glance, you, you, you ask, you take your, you know, your, your wife wanders up and says, so what are you doing? Are you looking at two one-to-one crops of photos, <laughs> as I do? And, and I say, well, which one do you prefer? And they almost always go for the over-sharpened one because from a distance, from two or three feet away on a screen, it, it looks like you can see more detail. But if you look closely, it's unnatural detail. It's edge-enhanced and it's over-sharpened. Ted, any comments from those two crops? I think it depends what you're after, doesn't it? It depends on your your view of what art is and and what what you're what you're looking for in an image, what your eyes and your brain look is looking for. Um, and if you uh, a scene of of a memory from that day, then the one on the left might actually be uh, a nice feeling, attractive image from that day, whereas the right hand side one might appeal to someone who is looking for that in that that quality of image the, the 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 sharpening doesn't matter because you can actually see the details as you say so i think it just depends on what you're after if i had to choose one of the two for myself to put on the wall i probably would go for the left hand one the raw one but i can also see as mark said the, the benefits of both which yeah. was the accurate colour then, Steve? Which <laughs> well, that's the frustrating yeah. bit that the, the actual accurate colour was the same as on the right, so there wasn't yes. a yellow cast on the scene. But yeah. of course, the the real world isn't as over sharpened as the this this JPEG would make you believe. I just don't understand. Apple, Google, Xiaomi, Samsung, and Oppo have all, I contend, in 2024, mastered camera phone image processing. There have been some fabulous camera phones from all of these companies. So why are things so amateur on Sony's flagship? I, hasn't this been the cry about Sony phones for the last decade, or maybe longer than a decade? They make the sensors, they make a lot of the hardware, but they can't master the software. Yeah, I, I guess they're too busy with their cameras and their, their oh, glass yeah, yeah. and their yeah. proper photography, I suppose. Well, I wish they'd bring a bit more of that down to the uh, phone. <laughs> anyway, I'm not saying the Xperia 1 Mark V is a bad camera system, but it's, it's clearly very capable under controlled circumstances. So for taking test shots, Steve-style or by a pro photographer to shoot examples for Sony marketing. But when you use it out and about, it just can't cope at the moment. It's not just this test shot, Ted. I put another example in the show notes for you two to see. I took photos of my daughter and the dog, so action shots under high dynamic range lighting. So I would say perfect lighting, masses of light around. So I put in the show notes that one-to-one crops again, Ted. Uh, The top one is a crop from the raw shot, and the bottom one is a crop from the JPEG. I would say that neither are good enough. What say you? But, but they both look terrible to me. Uh, yeah. the, the, the head of the head of the dog, the nose, is just blurry in both of them. The only point of focus, let alone sharpening, in the bottom one, I don't know which one that is, but on the coat of the dog, um, that looks sharper. But yeah. but uh, as I said earlier, some people might prefer the non-sharpened version, which is which. Yeah, the the bottom one is the JPEG. So they've clearly got some intelligence right. there, but they they clearly can't cope with. The taking multiple exposures for moving subjects and eliminating the bits which create the blur and just keeping a sharp image for from from a, just a couple of the frames. Sony is clearly doing old-fashioned photography. You've got a moving dog and they're taking a say one one hundredth of a second, one two hundredth of a second shot, and the dog moves two millimeters in that in that time, and therefore the dog is slightly blurry. But iPhones, Samsungs, Pixels—they take twenty shots at a time, and they think, ah. There's a moving subject. Let's take a few in the middle, a few frames in the middle, and we can present the user with a nice crisp shot, crisp shot of their daughter or dog or cat or whatever. I think Sony's missing. It's ironic, there. yeah. 
It is it is completely ironic because the the Xperia phones are supposed to be imaging centric, and you think surely they must be getting this right. Yeah, I did notice in MKBHD's blind smartphone camera test system, which is utterly flawed in its, I, I contend, in its methodology. <laughs> but it, it was notable that the Xperia One Mark V was basically dog last. And again, it's down to software. Yeah. The Sony hardware is solid, but the software lets it down. Um, any yeah. final comments on that, Mark? Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with the comments about the dog. There isn't, neither picture is good. Um, yeah. I would never notice because I would never crop in that far. And that's why I really do appreciate listening to you, Steve, and you, Ted, as well, when you make these comments because, um, yeah, that isn't something I would ever ever be able to spot. Yeah, You were very kind of the week, Ted. You have loaned me your Galaxy Z Flip 4. Arrived with January 24th security, and I've been great fun playing around with it. It's, it's been a while mm-hmm. since I've played with a Fit fo- uh, flip phone. Really oddly, when I, in, I started it all up, it, in, it insisted on installing the My EE app, even though I thought, well, maybe Ted's forgotten to take his SIM. <laughs> maybe, maybe you've sent your SIM down. But no, there's no SIM in the phone. Um, and it was a, it's a, um, a SIM-free device. Why on earth would it want, insist on installing the My EE app? I'm, I'm very confused. Yeah, that's, that's bizarre, isn't it? It must be, it must be some sort of Samsung EE partner thing, I think. Um, it, because the phone was reset, factory reset by me and maybe by you as well. Um, I do remember it popping up during setup, but, it, but, but it was offering to install it when I was using it, uh, not installed by default. And I just said no, so it didn't install, but I was able to install it later, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it, but I had no option to not install it, but of course it, it did uninstall. About 30 seconds later, along with things like <laughs> right. Facebook and LinkedIn, all. Yeah, and I, I, and yeah. at least these days, Ted, they, that you can say no to all the mountain of Samsung yeah. stuff. They try yeah. to they try to foist on you. I said no, and, and had a much cleaner version of Android as a result. Um, the okay. pale pink, I think it's called pink gold color of the one you sent me. It's more than a little puke worthy, if I may say so. <laughs> It was it was bought for Neil's wife. I bought it from Neil, um, and his wife was the the person that was using it. So I guess you know, female people of the contradictory gender prefer those kind of colours. <laughs> I get into trouble for that, won't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I do like the fit of your Samsung first party sort of hard plastic case. Of it really it fits beautifully, and you almost don't notice it, know that yeah. it's got a. a uh, a case on it i do wonder though if extreme skins fit under the under the case because then you could see the the, the, you know, the color and the finish you want yes i'm sure that will work um no question at all um we have had um skins on it underneath um and it, it yeah it's absolutely fine go ahead and try it all right we'll do i'll, I'll put up some photographs of course um and the bare screen sans protector um, seems to be bearing up well. So it's li- I'm literally touching the ultra thin glass, as far as I know, with a bit of a, even with a bit of an oleophobic coating. How long is it since you took off the plastic? I don't think you, I don't think you're touching the glass, but you're touching one of the layers um, okay. un- right. underneath the protector. Um, I, I, I didn't take it off. Neil did before he sold it to me, but I would have taken it off. Um, the <laughs> only well. The, the only thing that, it, it, uh, you know, leaping to my, back to my um, five, my flip five, I haven't felt the need to take that plastic um, uh, screen off of that because it doesn't do anything unexpected. It works perfectly. With the three, the flip three and the flip four, I have felt like it works better with them off. But I, I your mileage may vary. But, um, yeah, I, I guess you need to be a bit careful with it, with nails, uh, fingernails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it's holding out really well, considering that Neil took it off um, after grabbing it from his wife. So he had a time with it. Then you had a decent length of time with it. Then Steve Nutt had an even yeah, more decent yeah. time with it, doing checking all the accessibility stuff. And because he's blind, he wouldn't have necessarily been able to see if his thumb was you know, swiping over bits of dirt or grit, I think. So, sorry, Steve, but that's probably the truth, that you, you can't see if there's something you're about to scratch a screen with. And given all of that use and all of those users, it's still got an immaculate screen um, for, a, for a folding device. So it's really quite impressive how this Samsung uh, uh, folding hardware is, is holding up. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff, isn't it? Um, now, Samsung um, have 
kind of said not to take these off, but it it, it clearly doesn't matter because it was an advisory. They weren't saying that we won't um, honour any um, damage because of the the any other aspects of the phone if you take it off. But they were saying, you know, like be careful, and if yeah. and if you and if the damage is done because it's not been there. You, the, the point is that the the screen underneath the protector is really expensive to replace, whereas the protector is really cheap and easy yeah, and quick to yeah, replace. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that's what they were saying is that, you know, we'll cover the, the phone otherwise, but if you take it off, you're on your own in some respects. Anyway, I should be very careful with your nice little toy, Ted. Um, <laughs> I'm very much enjoying the always-on display, especially on the outer tiny screen. I've put a photo up in the show notes for you yeah. two to see. It's really clear and convenient. But it, as usual with Samsung, they turn all their best stuff off by default. You have to know to go into settings and turn it yeah. on. And that, same, that also applies to always-on display. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of things are turned off in that respect. I don't know why. It, I yeah. guess they're, they're concerned about battery with these flip phones um, all the time. Okay. This has yeah. got the 3,700 milliamp hour battery, so it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, there, is a, there is a battery thing. Also turned off by default is Dolby Atmos, which is annoying because it's the very first thing I turn on. But you know me yes, and speakers. And, right. and the, yeah. the stereo speakers on this are actually pretty good. I, and they're nicely spaced mm-hmm. because how tall the flip series is. Once you unfold it, you've got a very long, wide image, really, yeah. for, for left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite up to the, the flagships, the Xperia 1.5 and the iPhone 14 Pro Max here, but it's not that far off. And it's really quite pleasant. I was watching... Um, YouTube videos for a good half an hour, and not once did it grate on me that I was listening to a, a you know a lesser speakered phone. No, yeah, I, I agree, and so Steve not thought the same, um, and he knows about these things as well. And you know, it's not brilliant, not the best, but it shoots way above yeah. its um, yeah, uh, it, it punches way above its weight. Yeah, yeah, you, you'd have thought <laughs> with such a small phone, and especially as it folds so small. You just thought that they've got to com- have compromised on the speakers here. This is going to sound tinny and rubbish, but it absolutely doesn't. So I, I can recommend it on that bar. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you know, um, having the smaller screen on the outside does encourage you. It'll be interesting to see how you get on. But I, I felt it did encourage you to use it as a notification area yeah. and not to try and use the outside of the front like I do with the Flip 5 now and the Motorola um, Ultra, the, the Razer Ultra, 40 Ultra, which is the same thing. Um, and in some ways, I actually preferred the Flip 4 because – you, it, it, it's less distracting. If you yeah, want to do yeah. something, you know, a notification area is great. So you want it back? <laughs> I, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm saying that the um, the, the the flip four are very different beasts. Yes, yes. And and you know you you need you need to assess them for yourself. I think I need to send you the flip five really, so you can see that see that as well um, as sometime soon. Yeah, one device at a time. Mark, have you had an experience with flip phones? <laughs> I have seen them. Never tried that. I was, I was thinking about the uh, Galaxy Fold 3, which I had a brief period yeah. of time with. Yeah, the Flip. i tell you what What I got really disappointed with with the Flip was, um, when that came out, I thought, this will be the perfect device because it's going to act. It's a Flip, so it's novel and interesting, and you can flip it out. That'll be great. And it'll have decks. So imagine running decks on this little device. That'll, imagine that'll be so portable and useful. No, Samsung will never put decks on it. Even though it could run it, well, yeah, potentially could run it, but they don't do it. I presume it's due to thermals in the device, but um, yeah, that was a great disappointment for me. That on the on the Flip Five, we do have um, HDMI out, however, so right. it wor- it works in the same way um, as a Sony device, an Xperia, you, or or a Microsoft or Surface Duo. You you plug you can plug a, a cable in and put the the, the content from the device um, screen echoed out to a TV or a or a or a computer or a monitor or whatever. Um, yeah. So they they have kind of made it a little bit available, but certainly no, not not Dex. Yeah. Mm. They just like annoying us, Samsung do. Um, <laughs> so no phone is perfect, is it? Let's face it. There's always something. Thank goodness always for that. We've, we've still got a podcast <laughs> with 100 and, yeah. uh, t- 230 shows still to do before our mythical 1,000, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did get one update during the week, Ted, which will really annoy Mark. Um, I got January 2024 security on my Surface Duo 2. Ha, 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 ha. Very good. 
Oh, also, this, the, talking of Sony's, the Xperia Mark, uh, uh, 1 Mark IV and 5 Mark IV both got Android 14 this week. I'd forgotten that. And, yeah. and I was excited about it as, as you were when you discovered that the 1 Mark V had got it because yeah. there's not, there's not, there's not a lot of difference really. Um, but yeah, Android 14 has arrived on the Sony's across the board, I think now. So that's excited with the little e because it's not very excited. <laughs> It should, we should be excited, and we're not, because there's not that much difference. Yeah, yeah, because it's not that different. Talking of the PSC Photos group, which Mark is not a member of, we can give him a, a preview because you've got a photo of the week for us. I've got a, well, first of all, I'd just like to say the photo of the month poll is closing this weekend, so make sure you vote before it does. That's in the Mimi group, and then we're going to decide december's winner to go to the pic the photo of the year which we're going to be running shortly after that but this week i thought i'd do something a bit different um it's about time we had a little street photography i think um and and also i think a first uh, this is a first for psc um i put together a little montage of two photos shot by chad dixon one um in 2011 and one in 2015 with the samsung CS2 and Note 4 um, and yeah that they're street photography scenes which is and, and this is the kind of stuff I used to do when I lived in London and I was really into the into photography in the 1980s I just used to take my camera out and do what he was doing here take photographs of people on the streets and stuff going on and and hopefully candidly so that they don't know and it's it, I, I used to love street photography um, anyway good examples here and um you know, um, I, I think it's a, a worthy kind of thing to look at and encourage other people to go and do the same. Um, any thoughts, uh, Mark? Well, I like the comment you put, we'll bail you out of Nick, yeah. Um, <laughs> go on, take a photo. Just, just to explain that, what I was saying was that these days, um, people, you've got to be a bit careful about taking can, candid photographs. And, nope. you know, back in the 1980s, it didn't seem such a problem, but I, I don't know. No, no, that, that was my <laughs> thought. So I totally understand, uh, Ted. Yeah, yeah, they are really good. I particularly like the one with, from the Galaxy S2 from 2011. That mm-hmm. photo looks fantastic. To think that we would, could do things like that then. I suppose it helps it's got the filters on, which kind of changes the uh, the actual yeah. photo. It's but like yeah, that sepia, is really, it? it does, yeah. It looks really good, yeah. Sepia. I reckon that's a sepia. sepia. Yeah. 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 Nice shot. So I, that, on the left, Ted, I had that laptop. That's the white polycarbonate MacBook he's using there. I oh, yeah. Exact so did same I. Laptop. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, they're lovely. lovely. I, I love street photography. The difficult thing, as we just alluded to, is that you have to get people's permission before you take their photograph, which kind well, of yeah. makes them go into, sometimes makes them go into pose mode. It's not quite as candid as it might have been. But yeah, you shot, shot carefully, street photography can be great fun. Yes, indeed. Really good shots. Well done, Chad. Keep going with that, that project. Okay, in the P- PSC Classifiers group, which Mark is a member of, so he will have seen these, but you've got five <laughs> bargains for us. The OnePlus Open Emerald Dusk, which we spoke about last week, 512 gigabytes unlocked with One Pro 2 chucked in, 900 quid. There's an iPhone 13 Pro Max, 256 gigabyte graphite box with accessories, 350 quid. There's a Pixel 6 as new condition, brand new battery, 200 pounds. There's a Nothing Phone, the first one, the original, Nothing Phone 1, 128GB, 8GB version in black, reduced this week to £175. And lastly, um, there's a a Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra, 512GB version in burgundy, which is a nice colour, actually, Um, cases and box, 499 quid. So there you go, Mark. What are you going to have? Someone else's money. Someone else's money, definitely the OnePlus Open. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. If I was going to try one of these folding devices, that's the one that seems to um, be yeah. getting the most praise. If it was my own money, though, nothing Phone 1, yeah, £175, that's a great price. Yeah, if you love the um, Surface Duo multitasking, I think probably the OnePlus Open multitasking gets closest to it in terms of it being a really full right. implementation. So, yeah, that would be the one to go for. Um, I think I'd have to pick that iPhone, Ted, because the iPhone 13 Pro Max is still to this day, I believe, the battery champion in the smartphone world in terms of the number of hours it can go in terms of screen on time. I know it's a, in this case, it's a two-year-old device. You'd have to check the battery health, but 350 quid for a, an no, iPhone. the battery was 90-something percent. Wow. He, he actually mentioned that. It's really wow. good. Yeah, so for £350, that's a, a bargain of a, a large iPhone for someone anyway. Just thought, 
I, I'm going to shock you now and agree with you, Steve. <laughs> if, if I was going to get an iPhone after all of what I've said about iPhones, 350 <laughs> quid. Yeah. And that, the Pro Max... Uh, that that is, I, I think that's what I would be choosing if it was um, if I was interested in Apple stuff. Yeah, definitely. Tempting to buy anyway. it for tempting to buy it for you and and see how you get on. But I just know you're going to hate iOS, so I'm not going to bother. <laughs> but the thought would, was there. I, I wouldn't hate iOS. I would just I, I would just so much prefer what I'm used to. Anyway, um, there you go. Me, we PSE classifies group is where you can see all this going on and dip in and dive out. As long as you're uh, passed through to join the group, we do keep a tight rein on the membership of that group to protect the members there. So um, email me. Um, that's your first test. Find out my email address. Email <laughs> me and ask me um, if you want to join. Okay. That should be part of the initiative test. You're giving people <laughs> no details and they have to use their detective skills to find out how to how to apply. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, yeah. Mark. Any last words from you? No, that's been great to catch up after four years and um, I don't know where the next four years are going to take me because I didn't expect to be where I am now with the devices that I've got. But uh, it's great to talk to you guys. Yeah, we'll have you back on in the autumn after the Pixel 9 series launch and maybe you'll have been oh, tempted by then. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> your poor wallet mm. any last words from you ted pod hub uk that's where we have all the links to all the stuff we do audio podcasts and um the me we group links as well so to so head across there and uh, if you get lost they're all at tedsalmon.com as well if you want to buy me a coffee you can do that it's at paypal.me forward slash ted salmon if you want to buy steve a coffee you can do that also at paypal.me forward slash steve litchfield I believe that's right. I never quote it, but I believe if you do that, it does come up and, and comes up to the appropriate PayPal page. And I won't use it to buy a coffee. I will use it to buy a beer or cider. I hope that doesn't present ideological issues for people donating. But yeah, all, all donations and help gratefully received. And thank you for people who've been donating in the past. A cheery goodbye from my two co-hosts. Goodbye. Goodbye. And show notes at stevelitchfield.com. Hopefully the will be as well. Thank you very much. This has been the Phone Show Chat. Bye.